Joining us now out of the UK uh, from Sky Sports is Ben Ransom. Morning, Ben. How you doing? Yeah. Hello, guys. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. Not too bad. Uh, Champions League gets underway uh, again tonight with the uh, well, tonight your time this morning our time uh, with the uh, the knockout phases. And I know you're pretty close to Manchester City. You're based in Manchester. You cover them for Sky Sports. Uh, they go away to FC Copenhagen tonight. A team who. Probably more than the sum of their parts, fair to say, qualifying uh, for this stage ahead of Manchester United and Galatasaray out of the group stages? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they've all impressed us, haven't they, this year, Copenhagen? They, they're they a kind of team that perennially makes it to the Champions League and then almost always finishes fourth in the group uh, after some disappointing results and crashes out. So the fact that the... I mean, I, I was lucky enough to see their... Their game against Manchester United at Old at Old Trafford, not the not the win in Denmark, um, the one at Old Trafford, and they played pretty well. They they've got a kind of young, hungry team. Uh, they will certainly believe that they can not only stun the red half but the blue half as well. And the fact you know the first leg is at home. It's a fantastic little stadium. I've been out there to watch the Denmark national team play before. Um, I think that that will give them an opportunity certainly to be in the tie. However. After saying all of that, uh, you have to say that City have become incredibly ruthless in this competition. In the group stages, they've been pretty much infallible in the last decade. In the last three years, they've reached at least the semi-finals every year. It was final, semi-final, then they finally won it. So under Guardiola and with this squad, they know what it takes now to get to not only the last four, but the last two, and to win the trophy. And I think that belief makes them probably even more formidable. Yeah, Pep trying to go back-to-back in the Champions League. Uh, The other game on this morning, Real Madrid away at RB Leipzig. Uh, You'd have to think that uh, Real Madrid are are odds on here. Leipzig, not the team they were a couple of seasons ago. They're struggling in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly... Yeah, I mean, look, Leipzig have got... um, They've got talent again. I've saw, I've seen them play uh, this season. I saw them at City. Um, they showed flashes of, of, of ability. I mean, I think they were two up, weren't they? At the Etihad. Um, I know. I know it was a much changed Manchester City team. Um, but they've got players that can hurt teams on the break, certainly. So, um, look, I think it's a tall order for them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you know, you just kind of think that maybe the fact that Jude Bellingham the new English superstar uh, and superstar of La Liga because he settled so well. The fact he's out, it might just give them a sniff. And again, like Copenhagen, the fact that they've got that first leg at home, it gives them the opportunity at least to be in the tie. Um, but again, it, it's difficult, isn't it, to look past the, the heavyweights in Real Madrid given the fact that they have... I mean, history... Pep Guardiola always talks about history in this competition being at times kind of a a noose around someone's neck, a chain. It's like a responsibility to get to a certain stage and it doesn't guarantee success. But then on the flip side, he always says, look, the likes of Real Madrid, because they have that history, they know what it takes to get through these games. And I think looking at both the City game and the Real Madrid game, you'd imagine both of the stronger teams would make it through. You would think so, mate. And then tomorrow we've got a couple of games that are probably uh, a little bit closer or at least throw up the prospect of an upset. Uh, Bayern Munich, five points off the top now in the Bundesliga. I mean, they've won it for the last, what, 25 years in a row or something stupid. Um, So there's a bit of pressure on Thomas Tuchel. uh, And they've got to go to Lazio, who, well, they're not the team that they were last year. will certainly give them some problems. Yeah, I think that um, that's a really intriguing tie, isn't it? I mean, Bayern Munich have not done that badly in the most part, and I suppose that's 
a lot due to Harry Kane and how many goals he's scoring. Uh, but as you know, Ricardo, Harry Kane's never won a major trophy with the club team. Um, and he looks like he may have to go a, another barren season because despite 11 consecutive championships, and including last year's one, by the way, which was ridiculous, wasn't it? Where Dortmund really should have got over the line on the final day. Um, it's looking a bit bleak now. Xabi Alonso's by Leverkusen are absolutely bossing it. That 3-0 win at the weekend is obviously a real marker in the sand for them. Uh, and Bayern Munich, uh, I suppose the Champions League is something where they'll be looking at it now thinking, look, we've got to do well in this competition. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big it's a big game in that respect. You wouldn't really fancy playing Lazio. I mean, I think actually if you were going to pick any of the opponents in the uh, in the last 16, then I suppose it's the ones that PSG are facing tomorrow in Real Sociedad because they're having a pretty ropey season in Spain by, you know, by the standards of last year, certainly. Uh, but look, yeah, for Bayern Munich, away from home in their first leg and in what is going to be a cauldron because Lazio have not reached the latter stage of this competition for such a long time. They've not been that European in with the European elite consistently for such a long time. But the Stadio Olimpico is going to be mega, isn't it? So tough place, tough first leg. And like with all the other teams, all the other big teams that are going away in these first legs, you have to make sure you're in it when you get the team back to your place. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you know, PSG should probably take care of Sociedad, although it won't be one-way traffic. Uh, we've also got... Uh, a game of cricket starting uh, tomorrow, 5 o'clock in New Zealand time. Uh, Baz Ball still flying, mate. He's still recovering from the fact you managed to win that first test. Yeah, that first test was absolutely awesome, wasn't it? I mean, look, I can't, I can't sit here and crow and say, oh, I've, I watched every minute of all, all the day's play and it was just remarkable, for, you know. But, but I dipped in and out. And the fact that once, the, you know, I think it was after the first innings, Noel was really giving England much of a chance. Um, so for them to have that, incredible second innings and it was incredible and then you know as the second innings was ongoing I think that's when most people started to go oh hang on we're going to start watching a bit more of this now actually because not only are we doing well with the bat we actually are potentially setting them a bit of a target I mean that innings by Ollie Pope was actually magnificent 196 fantastic I mean one of the, the great English innings uh, ever let alone in India. Um, so to get that win was mega. It was great for the sport. I thought it was great for test cricket specifically. Um, obviously the second test, it wasn't quite, uh, wasn't quite the same. Was it England didn't do too badly to be fair to them, but India's first innings really just won it in that, uh, on that second test. So yeah, I mean, I think it's an intriguing series so often England, no matter how well England have been playing and we have been, let's not forget. I mean, we've spoken, haven't we on, uh, on the airwaves about England being the best test team in the world at various points over the last kind of few years. Um, no matter where they've been though, they've always struggled in India. So the fact that we've been so competitive and the fact we've given them something to think about, I think also just kind of, makes this an intriguing series i still think india will probably win the series i mean look they it'd be a huge shock if they don't but the fact that england have just got under their skin a little bit makes it really intriguing do england need to um take baseball to a to a new level to really try and mix things up a little bit like it if you just play a, a game to india they're gonna they're gonna beat you nine times out of ten if you play what you dish up to them you know do you need to go left field a little bit yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think the, the team selection's kind of shown that a little bit, to be fair. I mean, the fact they've been throwing so many spinners in and that kind of thing, I think they they are trying to mix it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think what we can say about this England team is that, first of all, they never know when they're beaten, which I, th I love. No matter how much the pitch has changed, no matter how much there's, you know, the, the surface is difficult for the batsmen in a, in a second innings. They go out there thinking they can get get big scores. And then they also like to back themselves in the field. Like, you know, um, they have a 
Uh, I think there is a ruthless edge there. If they get a sniff of a chance, they do try and seize it and they go all guns blazing to do that. And I think that's what's exciting. The flip side, of course, is it can lead to some pretty monumental collapses too. Um, but yeah, I think I think the fact they're going out there with that attitude is certainly causing India problems. And I think that's what that's what's so exciting. It's given Test cricket a bit of a shot in the arm again. You know, every time we think it's just falling off the radar, and every time we think it's only going to be a, a, a calendar dominated by twenty over stuff, um, we get a great Test series, and then everyone goes, "Oh yeah, Test cricket's great, isn't it?" So I think that's the really encouraging thing. Yeah, 100% agree, mate. 100% agree. Uh, certainly uh, has uh, put it back on everybody's test calendar, and the Wendy's knocking over the Aussies, which everybody loves as well. Good stuff, mate. Hey, listen, <laughs> thanks very much for coming on. I'll leave you there with that cheery thought, uh, and enjoy the footy tonight, eh? Yeah, I will do. Thank you very much, fellas. Appreciate it. Cheers. Ben Ransom there from Sky Sports UK.